Then to continue with Shaykh al-Sunnah of Imam al-Barbahari Rahimahullah With the explanation of Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan Hafizahullah Then last time we had point number 101 Still continuing on the same topic Something of a history of the activities of the deviant sect, the Jahmiyyah so last time we had the continuation of that and a mention of the kufr, the disbelief of the Jahmiyyah and that a number of the scholars from them, Imam Ahmad declared them to be disbelievers as Shaykh al-Fawzan said on account of all their evil sayings taken together that when their evil sayings are put together they amount to nothing except denial of the Creator altogether a total negation of there being a Creator and because of their beliefs the scholars refuted them a whole number of, uh, many of the scholars refuted them amongst them Imam Ahmad himself his refutation of the Jahmiyyah and other scholars besides, and likewise Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah in his bayan Talbis al-Jahmiyyah and we had the point that what they did when they gained authority so when they beguiled, as, as we'll continue today inshallah when they beguiled some of the rulers to support them then they used the authority to let loose the sword upon the people of the Sunnah upon those who opposed them and let loose the whip and to kill or torture those who oppose their evil beliefs and they put the people to trial and they tried to force the people to accept their evil saying that the Quran is a created thing so they caused weakness to Islam and they caused jihad in Allah's cause to be abandoned and that from the sayings of Jahan was al-irja that action is not a part of Iman that Iman, in the view of Jaham, Iman is just ma'rifah, to have awareness of Allah, have awareness of your Creator. That's sufficient as, as complete Iman in his view. So if a person is aware of Allah, then he's a complete believer. No need for action, no need for belief in the heart, no need for speech from the tongue, no need for any of that. In the view of Jaham, that's sufficient. You have a person in the heart has awareness of their creator. So in other words, there's no creator, there's no kafir upon the earth, there's no disbeliever upon the earth. Even Iblis has awareness of his Lord. And Fir'aun and so on and so forth. All of them have awareness of the Lord, of Allah the Most High. In the depths of their heart they have awareness. So this was one of the evil beliefs of Jahan. So no doubt they caused weakness to Islam by spreading these corrupt beliefs throughout the nation. They also, to further their beliefs and to cause doubts amongst the Ummah, they used the Mutashabi. Whatever ayahs they could use whose meaning was not directly clear. Those ayahs, which I explained in other ayahs, their meaning is not immediately clear and they, their meaning is clarified when we bring other ayahs. Ayahs which are muhkam, ayahs which are clear and which clarify. When they, those ayahs are brought, then they clarify the meaning of the first ayahs the Jahmiyyah they took the ayahs whose meaning is unclear and utilized them with, with their false ideas 
and they introduced argumentation about Allah and His signs. As Shaykh Al-Fawzan said, contrary to the way of the believers, the believer does not argue. The believer accepts what occurs in the book and the Sunnah, the believer accepts it. They came with argumentation and disputation and using that which is mutashabih, that which is not directly clear, not immediately clear, and misusing all of that. So, as a result, they denied many of the things confirmed in the deen. They denied punishment of the grave. They denied intercession. They denied that paradise and the fire are already created. And we came to the point at the end that whoever denies or rejects an ayah of the Quran, a single ayah, or a single saying of Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then he is a disbeliever in doing that. And we had the point, just as a side point there, the point from Shaykh al-Sahimi, that this is with regard to the general ruling on the, on the jahmiyyah and the like. As with regard to a specific individual, if you take an indi the case of an individual, then his case would need to be examined and see whether that person has denied something, whether the conditions for his being declared a kafir have been met, whether the proof has been established upon him, and whether any preventing factor is taken away. That's with regard to the individual case, but as an overall ruling, there's no, no doubt. Anyone who denies anything from the book of the Sunnah, then he is a disbeliever. Then we came to the point that occurs on page 31 here, the continuation. <coughs> the saying of Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, فَدَامَتْ لَهُمُ فَدَامَتْ لَهُمُ الْمُدَّةُ وَوَجَدُوا مِنَ السُّلْطَانِ مَعُونَةً عَلَى ذَلِكَ وَوَضَعُوا السَّيْفَ وَالسَّوْطَ عَلَى مَنْ دُونَ ذَلِكَ فَدَرَسَ عِلْمُ السُّنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ وَأَوْهَنُوهُمَا وَصَارَتَا مَعْتُومَتَيْنِ لِإِظْهَارِ الْبِدَعِ وَالْكَلَامِ فِيهَا وَلِكَثْرَتِهِمْ واتخذوا المجالس وأظهروا رأيهم ووضعوا فيه الكتب وأطمعوا الناس وطلبوا لهم الرئاسة فكانت فتنة عظيمة لم ينجو منها إلا من عصم الله فعدنا ما كان يصيب الرجل من مجالستهم أن يشك في دينه أو يتابعهم أو يرى رأيهم على الحق ولا يجري أنه على الحق أو على الباطل فصار شاكا فهلك الخلق حتى كان أيام جعفر الذي يقال له المتوكل فأطفأ الله به البدع وأظهر به الحق وأظهر به, وأظهر به أهل السنة وطالت ألسنتهم مع قلتهم وكثرة أهل البدع إلى يومنا هذا حسين الإمام البربهاري رحمه الله So they continued still speaking about the Jahmiyyah So they continued for some time and they found rulers who aided them They subjected those who refused to accept 
to the sword and the whip. So knowledge of the sunnah and the jama'ah was wiped away. And these two became weakened. They were suppressed due to innovations being made manifest and spoken about. And because of their great number, they established sittings. They manifested their opinions and they wrote books concerning it. They enticed the people and sought positions of authority for them. So it was a great trial. No one was saved from it except for those protected by Allah. The slightest effect upon a man who sat with them would be that he would doubt about his religion or he would follow them or hold that their opinion was true. He would not know whether he was upon truth or falsehood. So he became a doubter. So therefore the people were ruined until the time of Ja'far who was known as Al-Mutawakkil. So Allah extinguished the innovations through him and manifested the truth. And through him he caused the people of the Sunnah to become apparent and they spoke openly in spite of their small number and the abundance of the people of innovations right until this day of ours Shaykh al-Fawzan he said in explanation he said his saying so they continued for some time and they found rulers who aided them upon that so they found rulers who aided them upon that he said he is indicating the time of Al-Ma'moon and his offspring may Allah pardon us and him since they deceived him and misled him in the Jahmiyyah this ruler Al-Ma'moon the Jahmiyyah they deceived him and misled him just a small side point here just to mention a, a slight bit of history that we had briefly before and something of a slight correction as well and Al-Ma'moon, the one being referred to here, the Khalifa Al-Ma'moon, and he became Khalifa in the year 198, in the end of the second century, 198, and continued until the year 218, so for 20 years. Then he was followed by Al-Mu'tasim, 218 to 227, so he's Khalifa for nine years. Then Al-Wathiq, 227, to 232 five years and then came the one mentioned here Al-Mutawakkil Ja'far the one known as Al-Mutawakkil who removed the trial Al-Mutawakkil from the year 232 to 247 and Sheikh Ahmad he mentioned in the side point that we had a couple of lessons ago that this trial began roughly in the year 212 not that it lasted 12 years as I translated it but rather said it began in the year 212 and the time of Al-Mutawakkil was 232. So in other words, the, the trial lasted for around 20 years, 
Allahu Akbar. So back to what Sheikh Al-Ghazan said, bearing that in mind, he said, just to repeat that sentence, he said, he is indicating the time of Al-Ma'moon and his offspring. May Allah pardon us and him. Since they deceived him and misled him. He said, he's saying, وَوَضَعُ السَّيْفَ وَالسَّوْطَ عَلَى مَنْ دُونَ ذَلِكَ and they implemented the use of they implemented the sword and the whip upon those less than that, those who refused that. Shafazan said, meaning they gained authority in the time of Al Ma'moon, they the Jahmiyyah, they gained authority in the time of Al Ma'moon over the people of the Sunnah and the Jama'ah. And this was the result of having corrupt advisors. Al Ma'moon, what led to this, he took as friends and advisors those who were corrupt. Shaykh Razan said, So it is obligatory upon the Muslim, whether he is one of those in authority, or whether he is other than a person in authority, it is obligatory upon him that he should take righteous advisors, righteous friends and advisors. He the Most High said, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu la ta'takhidhu bitanatam min dunikum. Surah Ali Imran, the third surah, ayah 118. The explanation, O you who believe, do not take friends and advisors from other than those who are upon your religion, upon your way. Shaykh Fazal said, meaning, those who are other than yourselves Continuation of the ayah with the explanation <coughs> For they would try their best to corrupt you but If you did so, if you took it friends and advisors <coughs> Other than yourselves They would do their best, their utmost To try and corrupt you Shaykh Fazal said <coughs> so the Muslim should take righteous associates and advisors and beware of having evil friends and advisors especially for those who are in authority look at what the evil associates and advisors brought about for Al-Ma'moon despite his astuteness, despite his cleverness and his strength of character and that he was from the Banu Hashim despite this they managed to deceive him and also look at what evil advisors did at the end of the Banu, Banu Abbas and also the end of the Abbasid Khilafah as well later on look what the evil advisors did then Ibn al-Alqami and Al-Tusi is Rafidah Ibn Al-Alqami and Al-Tusi look what they did what they did to the Abbasid Khalifa they enticed the Tatar the Tatars to come and fight from the east they brought them they're the ones who brought them they opened up the way for them and they eased their paths 
until they came and overcame Baghdad and the land, the lands of the Muslims. And they committed huge massacres and they burnt the books and they threw them into the river Tigris and the river Euphrates until their waters changed colour from the amount of books thrown in the ink changed the colour of the river they thought that they had exterminated Islam however Islam is aided by Allah and cannot be exterminated his evil advisers from the Rafidah look what they did they enticed the Tatar to come and invade the Muslim lands took over the capital killed the Khalifa they, they thought they wiped Islam out altogether Islamic capital had been captured Islamic lands had been captured they thought they put an end to Islam but as the Sheikh said Islam cannot be exterminated rather Islam is aided by Allah cannot be exterminated and he said he's saying Fadarasa so knowledge of the Sunnah and the Jama'ah was wiped away erased slowly slowly meaning it was wiped away because Ad-Durus means Al-Indithar Ad-Durus means wiping away he's saying and they weakened, these, they weakened the two of them meaning they weaken knowledge of the book and of the sunnah and knowledge with them came to be ilmul jadal the science of polemics the science of argumentation and ilmul kalam theological rhetoric and ilmul mantiq logic knowledge of the book and the sunnah they wiped, them, they wiped, that, wiped it away and then replaced it with the, with the like of these science of argumentation, how to debate and argue theological rhetoric and logic he said he's saying وَصَارَتَا مَكْتُومَتَيْنِ لِإِذْحَارِ الْبِدَعِ وَالْكِلَامِ فِيهَا and those two became suppressed or hidden because of the manifestation of innovations and speech concerning them Sheikh Bazan said they abandoned the Sunnah and they occupied themselves with innovations and with making manifest innovations and with calling to them and the people of the Sunnah became suppressed he's saying وَلِكَثْرَتِهِمْ وَاتَّخَذُوا الْمَجَالِسَ وَأَذْهَرُوا رَأْيَهُمْ said and also on account of their large their large number large number of these people of falsehood and they also took up sittings gather, gatherings and they made their opinion manifest Shaykh Fazan said they utilized sittings and schools and gatherings so they began to openly manifest their opinions in them and they propagated them and this is the same with the people of evil whenever they are given the ability they will not spare any efforts in trying to put an end to Islam he said he's saying 
Fihl Kutub. And they wrote, they wrote books with regard to it. Meaning, they wrote books. They wrote the books. The books of the Jahmiyyah and the Mu'tazila. He's saying, وَأَطْمَعُ النَّاسَ وَطَلَبُوا لَهُمُ الرِّئَاسَةِ And they enticed the people. And they sought positions of authority for them. The Shaykh said, they convinced many of the people those who did not have firm knowledge they convinced them of their opinion so therefore they followed them because fit and trials when they come then only a few people are saved from them but many of the people are greatly affected by them and from them are some who are affected to a, less, to a lesser extent and when trials and tribulations fit and come only a few people get saved from them altogether. Some people get affected greatly by them, and some people are affected to a lesser extent by them. And some of them are saved from them. However, after the trial and the test, they convinced the people of their position and deluded them with wealth. So t- sometimes they come with threats and with killing and with beating and with imprisonment and sometimes they come with encouragements enticements with wealth and positions of authority and of a bright future for you so the ignorant person and the person who has hopes and desires will sell his religion for his worldly life and Allah's refuge is sought. Shaykh said, he's saying, فَكَانَتْ فِتْنَةً عَظِيمًا لَمْ يَنْجُ مِنْهَا إِلَّا مَنْ أَصَمَ اللَّهِ So it was indeed a very great trial. Nobody was saved from it except for those protected by Allah. Shaykh Fazan said, nobody was protected from it except those who clung to the book and the sunnah and patiently bore whatever came upon him such as Imam Ahmad and there were those who were killed while still clinging on to the book and the sunnah as for the one who complied with them and went along with them that he was ruined along with them. Shaykh Razan said, he's saying, فَأَدْنَى مَا كَانِ يُصِيبُ الرَّجُلَ مِنْ مُجَالَسَتِهِمْ أَنْ يَشُكَّ فِي دِينِهِ He said, so this, the slightest effect that would happen to a man who sat with them would be that he would start to doubt about his religion. Shaykh Razan said, meaning, from the people were those who deviated away from his religion. And there were, amongst the, there, were, there were amongst them those who did not deviate away from his religion. However, doubts occurred with him about some affairs. Doubts occurred with him about some matters. Because sitting with them will not bring any good. He said, Hussein, 
otherwise he would follow them. Sheikh said, I mean, those who sat with them. Either something would befall him, something would come upon him, a great deal, and he would deviate. I mean, a great deal of what they had would come upon him, and he would deviate. Or a lesser amount of deviation, He'd deviate altogether away from the religion. Or some degree of deviation would come upon him. Or at the very least, he would start to have some type of doubt in some matters. Like I said, as the chef said just before, so there's no good in sitting with the people of innovation, there's no good at all to be gained. And the chef said, he's saying, you tabi'ahum aw yara ra'yahum ala al-haq wa la yadri annahu ala al-haq aw ala al-batil fasara shakam that either he would follow them or otherwise a person would follow them or see that their opinion was the truth come to hold that their opinion was the truth and not knowing whether he himself was upon the truth or upon falsehood so he came to be a doubter one who was in doubt Sheikh Fawzan said especially when they had falsely adorned evidences with them and they had fine-sounding speech and eloquence and the ability to speak well. So they required, what they required was a scholar who was firm to stand up to them and refute them like Imam Ahmad, like Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah. That's what the like of these people need. They need a firm scholar to stand up to them and refute them such as Imam Ahmad and such as Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah and like the Imams who stood in opposition to them and who broke them he said he's saying فَهَلَكَ الْخَلْقِ حَتَّى كَانَ أَيَّامَ جَعْفَرٍ أَلَّذِي يُقَالُ لَهُ الْمُتَوَكِّرِ he said so the creation were ruined until it was the time of Ja'far the one who was called Al-Mutawakkil. Shaykh al said, meaning, this trial continued throughout the time of Al-Ma'moon and the time of his brother, Al-Mu'tasim, and the time of Al-Wathiq, Ibn Al-Mu'tasim. So then, when Al-Wathiq died, his brother Al-Mutawakkil was given the pledge of allegiance and he aided the Sunnah. Al-Mutawakkil aided the Sunnah. And he removed the trial from the people of knowledge. And relief came from Allah, the perfect and most high. So may Allah reward him with good for his service to Islam and the Muslims. And he showed respect and honor to Ahmad, to Imam Ahmad. Yuqalu he was called Al-Mutawakkil his name was Ja'far he was called Al-Mutawakkil Shaykh Fawzan said meaning Al-Mutawakkil Al-Allah this was his title the one who places his reliance upon Allah that was his title Al-Mutawakkil Al-Allah as for his name then his name was Ja'far Ibn Al-Wafiq 
He said he's saying and they spoke openly. Now the people of the Sunnah spoke openly. He said, meaning the people of the Sunnah, Ahlus Sunnah. Meaning they became strong enough to speak and they spoke sternly against the people of innovations. So the affair was turned around. The affair became, became turned around. He's saying, Ma'aqillatihim wa kathrati ahlul bid'ai ila yawina hadha. He said, despite their small number and the large number of the people of innovation, right until this day of ours. Sheikh Fawzan said, however, a falsehood can never face the truth, can never stand up to the truth. Even if those who are upon falsehood are many, they cannot stand up to and face the truth and its people. Even if the number of people upon it are only a few. He, the Most High, said, كَمْ مِنْ فِئَةٍ قَلِيلَةٍ غَلَبَتْ فِئَةً كَثِيرَةً بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah, ayah 249, with the explanation, how many a small group have overcome a large group by the permission of Allah. They have said, so Imam Ahmad, he was a single person and look at what he did in the face of the advance of apostasy. He remained firm himself, alone, until Allah gave honor to the Sunnah, until Allah gave might to the Sunnah through him. And therefore he was called Imamu Ahl Sunnah, because he stood firm on his own for the Sunnah. So that's why he's entitled Imamu Ahl Sunnah. Imam of the Ahlul Sunnah, Imam of the people of the Sunnah. That's where Sheikh Fawzan ends explanation of that particular point. And just as a small side point, and Sheikh Ahmad al Najmi, Rahimahullah, he mentioned briefly with regard to Imam Ahmad and his trial. He said, Ahmad, Ahmad ibn Hanbal remained firm in it. He was beaten until he was knocked unconscious and his arm was dislocated, pulled out of its socket and he remained in the prison for, around, for about two years and he was prevented from narrating hadith all of that he remained firm <laughs> then Imam al-Barbahari he continued وَالرَّسْمُ وَعَلَامُ الضَّلَالَةِ قَدْ بَقِيَ مِنْهُمْ قَوْمٌ يَعْمَلُونَ بِهَا وَيَدْعُونَ إِلَيْهَا لَا مَانِعَ يَمْنَعُهُمْ وَلَا أَحَدَ يَحْجُزُهُمْ عَمَّا يَقُولُونَ وَيَعْمَلُونَ He said, as for their principles, Jahmiya, as for their principles and their signs of misguidance, then some of them have remained acting upon them and calling to them with no one to prevent them from what they say and do Shaykh al-Razam he said he's saying وَالرَّسْمُ وَعَلَمُ الضَّلَالَةِ قَدْ بَقِيَ مِنْهُمْ قَوْمٌ يَعْمَلُونَ بِهَا he said and their principles and their signs of misguidance then some of them have remained acting upon them and calling to them 
when I said acting upon them. Sheikh Rosan said, evil does not come to an end. Rather, good and evil will remain as a, as a test and a trial. However, sometimes the truth gains victory and is made apparent. And sometimes falsehood becomes apparent. However, falsehood becoming manifest will not continue. Falsehood, when that gains the upper hand, it, that will not continue. And as for the truth, then whatever happens to it, then it will return by the permission of Allah. And Allah, the Majestic and Most High, says, وَالْآقِبَةُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Surah Al-Qasas, the 28th Surah, Ayah 83, with the explanation, and the final outcome is for those who are people of taqwa, those who are dutiful to their Lord. وَالْآقِبَةُ لِلْتَّقْوَىٰ Surah Taha, the 20th Surah, Ayah 132, the explanation, and the final outcome is in favor of taqwa, dutifulness to Allah. He said, Imam Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, he said, وَالْحَقُّ مَنْصُورٌ وَمُمْتَحَنٌ فَلَا تَعَجَبْ فَهَذِهِ سُنَّةُ الرَّحْمَانِ Because the line from Al-Kafiyah to Shafiyah, the famous Nuniyah poem of Ibn Qayyim, with the meaning, and the truth is aided and also tested. So do not be surprised. For this is the way laid down by the Most Merciful.